This is Aubrey Bledsoe, and you're listening to Follow Your Spirit. Hey, this is how you this is how you learn about stuff, right? You just hit record and you start going. Yeah. Uh, we will. We hope that uh, that Jennifer Gordon will start or will join us soon. Until then, I am Timothy Lawson, co-host of uh, Follow Your Spirits, uh, along with me, my my regularly recurring co-host, Jordan Small. Jordan, hello. Hello. How are you? How's college? Not too bad. Almost at midterms, so hitting uh hitting the tough point in the semester but uh good little break here how you how you classes are you enjoying them they're they're very interesting political science classes um are definitely and this is an interesting (laughs) time to be taking them this is an interesting time to be a part of anything that has the word politic in it yeah yeah if you can fit or even uh, an anagram yourself around and find a politic in some way. I feel like you're in an interesting spot. Uh, Jason Anderson from Black and Red United also with us today. I was creeping on him at the DC United game on Saturday as I was uh, t- there's nothing nothing better than right than getting a, fi- a photo from someone of them taking a photo of you. Right, that's uh, that's always an <laughs> interesting feeling. Jason, how are you? I'm I'm doing well. I'm trying to keep myself afloat in this uh, soccer blizzard, but uh, so far so good. Yeah, the you know the um, when people, I I, I imagine in, in situations like that where you you are clearly are where people can expect you to be that, that happens. I don't know if you, if you have you ever had someone uh, just like in normal life like take like send you a picture of like when you're like the grocery store or something. And you're like, this is like I know you're my friend, but this is still super <laughs> weird. Um. Yeah, people are interesting. Okay, well, uh, hopefully Jennifer hits uh, gets with us soon. Let's go into some of the news that has come out. The Spirits announced the 2018 Team Award winners. Uh, Estelle Johnson gets Defender of the Year. Aubrey Bledsoe was the most valuable player, and the Golden Boot goes to Ashley Hatch. Uh, Golden Boot's kind of a, you know, that's just a stat thing. But, um, you know, Defender of the Year... Uh, you know, I think there, there was a lot of um, there was arguments that could be made for Caprice, but I think no one's going to necessarily deny uh, Estelle Johnson. And I think Aubrey Bledsoe was vet, was MVP as of June. Um, <laughs> so I, I think that uh, I think all of these make sense. Jordan, we'll start with you. What are your thoughts on uh, on these awards we've given these three players? Yeah, I mean, like you said, Ashley Hatches, obviously uh, Golden Boot is kind of one of those that's just you know stats based but um Estelle getting defender of the year I think is is one of those things that doesn't surprise you very much but like you mentioned uh Caprice definitely could be another one that I liked for that award um Kelly Piper and I were actually talking about on Twitter that's one of those things that Estelle pretty much has to be out most of the year uh for anybody else to get a look at that just because she's that good right now for this team. And then you have Aubrey who is just fantastic. And I really think that um, this season could have been a lot worse than it was if, uh, if she was not in goal. So pretty, pretty happy with what, what came out of that, you know, no real big surprises there. 
Yeah, um, and while you were saying that, I got a message from Jason saying that his computer has completely frozen and he's rebooting now. So um, what was what was supposed to be a four-way conversation uh, has now come down to two with the other two yes, people having some uh, yeah having some computer problems. So uh, Jordan, it wouldn't it wouldn't be a, the the right uh, ending to a season if we weren't having some technical issues with the podcast. Gotta love it. Gotta love it. Um, so Aubrey Bledsoe, like we said, clear runner, clearly the MVP of the season. But let's talk about um, who maybe a close second was. If maybe uh, if Aubrey wasn't such a clear front runner for MVP, um, I think you could make the case for uh, for Estelle. I think uh, I think Ashley Hatch, uh, you know, could um, you know could be in that conversation. Who do you think uh, should also be in that conversation if we were to name a, a close runner up? Yeah, I think I think Ashley Hatch has to be um, kind of in that conversation. She really, when they were scoring goals, it was it was pretty much her either scoring or, or having some impact on the play. So um, while they didn't get a whole lot of goals this season, she did contribute a lot to the offense, um, and she did have a good number of the opportunities, even when they were going for long stretches without goals. So. Um, for me, I think she's a close second, but it's really hard when um, Aubrey just kind of played out of her mind and, and was nominated for Save of the Week so many times and got Player of the Week a couple times. So um, it, it's kind of hard to, to pick a, a second place winner there. Uh, all right, Jason, uh, Jason Anderson, hopefully joining us. And this will be a nice little test to see if, uh, if the recording just continues with him or, um, if it gives him some issues, but, you know, looking at the other part of the defense, um, we'll stay there until we get the other members of our conversation. Um, you know, Taylor Smith, uh, Rebecca Quinn played in the back line, uh, for much of the season. Um, you know, know, Whitney Church as well. What do you think about this back line? Is this something that you think that the sphere can continue to develop with the talent they have, or do you think they should go out and find some find something to add? I think the biggest thing that they need at this point is uh, a center back to play alongside Estelle. Um, obviously, Whitney Church is not the answer there, and Rebecca Quinn plays her best when I think she's in a more defensive midfielder role. So I think you know, finding another center back that can start along Estelle and then adding some depth to the outside back position because it was pretty much just Taylor Smith and uh, Caprice and sometimes Doherty Howard if they really needed to mix things up. But um, they, they, I think they need some more depth back there as well. Yeah. So it, it looks like, it appears, Jason Anderson back with us. Sir, how are you? Uh, I'm still alive. <laughs> okay, good, good. It appears that the recording has, is has continued. So um, we are going to roll the dice on the technology is going to work in our favor on this side of things, even though it seems to not be working in your favor <laughs> on that side of things, uh, and keep rolling. The conversation we just finished having, Jason, um, first talking about MVP, Aubrey Bledsoe, obviously getting uh, getting the award there. Um, Aubrey Bledsoe, if she was not the clear front runner, who would you, who would you give as a close runner up or someone that would be in that argument? Uh, you know, if she wasn't such a clear cut MVP. Uh, as much as it's weird to pick someone that was a forward on a team that couldn't score, I thought um, 
I thought Ashley Hatch did a really good job given that she was often getting zero support from anyone else uh, in the attack. She was usually having to check back, you know, 30, 40 yards in the Spirit's goal just to receive uh, a touch. Um, and I, I thought her performance level in that, in the context of that was really good. It's just, you know, it, the way the season went, it's hard for her to do what she's actually good at, which is getting closer to the box and scoring goals when, when she's oftentimes a, a one woman attack. It, um, it was a difficult one for her, but, uh, you know, I, I thought if you're going to be stuck on a team where, where you don't get any support from the midfield, then, you know, that went well in a, in its own way. Uh, it's, it's kind of a tough, it's kind of a tough thing to pick though this year. Uh, yeah, I agree. Jennifer Gordon, uh, tapping out so she can't get it to work. Not sure if that's a, like a problem with more of her computer, if the software is giving her a hard time, but, uh, it looks like it'll just be the three of us. So Jason, you really need to step it up, buddy. Right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Well then going through, um, I never know like which order to go through, uh, go through news. Um, Andy Sullivan places second in the NWSL rookie of the year race. Uh, I don't know, deserved or not. I mean, even though she didn't make rookie of the year, um, do you think did she do enough to be to be that close in contention? Jason, we'll start with you. Uh, I I didn't think so. I think she would also probably say that if if we asked her. Um, you know, I I think maybe the the problem for for Sullivan, along with um, you know coming back from the knee injury a couple of years ago and then playing only one college season um, after that, is you know. The spirit didn't really it never felt to me like the roles in midfield were very defined. And I think when you've got on on certain occasions, you had her, Tori Huster and Rebecca Quinn all playing in midfield, which means you've got three players that all kind of want to drift towards the same area. Um, When you don't really define those roles, it's hard for any of them to to really be at their best. And I thought that was kind of... um, that, that had a lot to do with why we didn't see the best of Andy Sullivan this year. Um, I, I think the rookie of the year voting, in my opinion, just kind of went on um, name recognition more than anything else um, because there weren't that many draft picks that had particularly good seasons. Um, you know, Imani Dorsey was in the running and she wasn't even in the league for half the season. Um, so it was kind of a weird one as well there, but you know, I, I'm I'm hopeful that in 2019 and going forward, we'll see Sullivan given a, a more clear role. But based on this year, I, I I didn't personally I didn't have her on my rookie of the year ballot. Yeah, uh, Jordan, your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I I agree with Jason. I also did not have her on my ballot. Um, I was surprised a bit that. Um, some of the Houston players didn't get onto the ballot. That's where I had um, a few of my rookies coming from. But I think it's difficult because this rookie class wasn't all that great. Um, there wasn't like a, a standout player like there has been in years past. But I was a little surprised when I saw that out of the top three, she got second. Um, I want to think that might be a little bit to do with maybe sky blues contingency splitting the votes a little bit, but um, yeah, definitely did not think that it was um, her best season. So the Washington spirit re-signed Aubrey Bledsoe ahead of the off season and then loan uh, said uh, loan her to uh, Sydney FC. Um, 
Yeah, no surprise here, right? I mean, I think uh, uh, her. We had a lights out goalkeeper, and we decided to keep her around. I think that makes sense, huh, Jordan? Yeah, I mean, keep keep around the one thing that worked well for you last year. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, Jason, uh, any thoughts on uh, on this other than thumbs up? None really. I mean, it's not a surprise. Um, they do still have three goalkeepers, uh, which True. yeah. Uh, there may be roster expansion next year as well, but you know it's still kind of at this point an odd situation. But as far as keeping Bledsoe around, I think that was pretty straightforward. Um, the Spirit do exercise uh, exercise contract options for five players going into the 2019 season. Those contracts are for Whitney Church, Mallory Eubanks, Estelle Johnson, Annie Sullivan, and Kelsey Weiss. One of the one uh, being one of the uh, goalkeepers. Um, any thoughts on these contract uh, contract options, Jason? Um, I'm not surprised that that all five were were exercised. Um, I'm interested mostly in seeing um, what the new coach wants to do with Eubanks because we saw her start the year as a forward um, and then get looked at as a a, a wing back or even an out and out fullback by the end of the season. Um, it looked like that's what the role the uh, under 23s had in mind for her uh, as well when she was called up for that tournament. So, um, I, I mean, I'm sure she's still going to be the kind of player that could play anywhere on the wing, whether it's right forward or in the midfield or as a wing back or fullback. But um, where her home is going to be on a day to day basis is interesting to me because. Um, if they develop her as a fullback, then they the needs, you know, Jordan, I, I jumped in as Jordan was saying that they needed to add some depth uh, in the back. And that's a huge one. And if if she can become another player in that rotation, then that's something off the plate. Yeah, uh, Jordan. No real surprises, I think, um, you know, with Weimer not getting a contract extended her that was kind of the only question mark left up from from that or from last season so um yeah no real surprises right now um so you meant let's just go into uh you know, jason you mentioned the next coach um that's the big question mark right that's the big question mark going into the 2019 season for uh for the spirit um i hear people I hear rumors, I hear suggestions, I hear what pe- I hear hopes and dreams. Um, any reason to believe that the current uh, the the head coach of the Spirit Reserves, uh, Katie Joe Spisak, am I saying that last name Spizak. right? Spisak. Yeah. Um, do we think that she's a, a viable option? Jay, uh, that was sorry. That was that was that was going to Jason first. I apologize okay. for. Um. I mean, I think she should be in the running. Um, the Spirit Reserves have uh, – when was the last time they lost a regular season game? Was it 2016 or 2015? Yeah, it's been um, a while. Yeah, so taking um, a disparate group of players, young players uh, from all across the country and getting them into that level of um, that level of play is not an easy thing. Um, and it also means that she's got coaching experience, maybe not NWSL coaching experience as far as being the boss, uh, but – She's still been in charge of a team that has done very well. And I think sometimes in, in American soccer, not so much in women's soccer, but in American soccer, you see a lot of people just sort of they hang up their boots and then they get 
to be a, a head coach all of a sudden. And they then you find out, you know, it takes them a while to figure out uh, the ins and outs of that. And she's she's done that. So um, I, I would I would hope that that she's getting an interview um, at the very least. You know, you, you want to have the the best interview process as possible and not just saying like, well, these are some people we know. Um, so I, I hope she's getting uh, a chance at it. Um, I, I really, I hope, I, I agree with you. I hope this isn't the case, but I also secretly kind of hope that Chris Hummer right now has a piece of paper that just says people we know and has a list of potential, <laughs> potential coaches. Like, uh, I got about five or six people, Bill, what do you got? Um, Jordan, what do you think? You think, uh, strong consideration? Yeah, I mean, she's been for at the top of my list for, you know, a year and a half now. Um, I think that she's she's got a familiarity with the team that is um, definitely something to take into consideration. I think that too often in this league, they like to hire the same nine coaches and just rotate them. Yeah. So... As much as um, I know that people want to see, you know, the likes of Sermani come in and, and take over, I think it would be very nice to, one, find a coach that isn't a former NWSL coach of another team and add some more um, female coaches into the ranks. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I was talking to Haley Carter uh before the game at Audi Field talking to her about this and uh I asked her who she th- who she thought would be a, a a good fit and she said I think I think the coach she needs already on the team uh, and she left it at that and I I imagine that uh that's what she was alluding to could be wrong but I imagine that she was that was what she was alluding to going into uh going into the the off season we've had the spirit have have both suffered and celebrated um some pretty eventful off seasons the past couple of years. Um, I guess one would think that maybe this year might be a little less um, eventful as maybe a coach's priority and then having to work with the coach on how they feel about personnel. And that's this is sort of how I, I, I would assume that's would be the, the order of, of priority. But um, looking at the roster, uh, I'm, this is one thing that came to mind to me today. And Jordan, I, I thought of thought of our conversation we had about Christy Mewis, uh, Christy Mewis, right? My my messing yeah. that up, yeah. And a player, yeah, and a player that um is is talented enough to be desired by other teams, but not crucial enough to be held on to. Um, if you if we were to name a player like that on the Spirit this season, going into this off season, who do you think that might be? Well, hmm. Let's think. I know, right? trying to think of who's on the roster for a second hold on i think i'm gonna slightly change uh the question and how i answer this but i think that if they're looking to trade somebody and get good value for them i think that you have to look at maggie as a player that they have a lot of other players very similar to her on the roster. And I think that she could be valuable to another team and possibly get a pretty good return for her. Jason, you've had a few minutes to think about this one. What do you Mm -hmm. think? Um, I think, I think that, that 
there are certain areas of the team that you shouldn't uh, go after. You shouldn't touch the defense because they need more defenders, not fewer. Um, I mean, I think going back to the three goalkeeper situation, um, we've seen all three of those goalkeepers do really well. And we know that only one of them is going to get the bulk of the playing time. So um, that's kind of the, the most straightforward one to me is is whether it's um, uh, Kelsey Weiss uh, or uh, Didi. I mean, if, if one of those two isn't going to be the starter here and with Bledsoe signing, I think it's obvious that that's the case. Then one, I, I assume they both are going to be like, you know, do I really want to be sitting the bench um, for, for who knows how long? So that's, that's where I would look is, is one of the goalkeepers because I think they are pretty well respected goalkeepers around the league. You know, DD when she got a chance to play this year uh, came up with some pretty big performances as well. And, when Weiss was starting, she was a starter as they went to the championship. So yeah. um, the only downside to that uh, plan uh, to, to knock my own idea is a lot of NWSL teams have a really good goalkeeper. It seems yeah. like there's a lot of goalkeepers and not a lot of goalkeeping jobs open. Yeah, and I wonder, do you think that we did a disservice to Kelsey Weiss keeping her that net, that following year and possibly losing her her value on the trade market coming off of the, the finals run. Perhaps. Uh, yeah. Um, the, the fact that, you know, for, for a little bit of that time, unfortunately for her, the, her knee injury came not too long after that. Um, but yeah, um, you know, the timing has not worked for her very well at all. I think it's fair to say that, um, through no real fault of her own, she's ended up, uh, as probably the third goalkeeper on this team. Um, but, you know, people people remember um, how she was playing. You know, it, it wasn't that you know, 2016 feels like it was a decade ago, but it really wasn't that long ago. Um, and people will hopefully remember where she was at. And if, if that's who ends up moving along, the spirit shouldn't it shouldn't be a situation where they're like, you know, getting a fourth round draft pick out of it. They should get some more value for that. But, um, you know, maybe the, the market might not allow for it, um, the spirit to get too much back. I don't know. Yeah, Jordan. I know. I know. I know where your bias slightly sits uh, on on the goalkeeper situation. But um, if you were if you were a another GM out in the NWSL, you needed a solid backup goalkeeper, and you're looking towards the Spirit. Which one would you try to deal for? Other than Aubrey, Ooh. obviously, we're talking about talking about the right. know, Weiss and Didi. Yeah. Man, I think that right now I'd have to say Didi just because. I think that looking at Weiss, you haven't had a whole lot to really go off of since she's come back from her knee injury. I think she played one time and then ended up back on um, the DL because of a kind of a recurring knee injury. So I think that if, if you're trying to get a, a solid backup that can – really step in especially with it coming up on a world cup year uh i think you have to go with dd yeah i uh i think i'm with you um i think that had this been a conversation obviously fall in 2016 seems to be a little different um hopefully that if the team hopefully if um if they do um try to get her into trade talks that teams remember the goalkeeper that guessed correctly four out of five penalty kicks um and in the nwsl final even though uh unable to stop the 
the goals were i mean her her um her guessing was great she played great that entire uh, entire season and i think that uh we there's one that we know that that um we know that Jim Gabera saw something in her, keeping her in even after LeBay's uh, return and, and such. And so um, I think that uh, our goalkeepers are, are def- could definitely uh, play a solid backup at least somewhere else. Going, uh, Looking into the spirit players that made their debut, and we won't consider Bledsoe or Hatch here because we both know their, uh, their achievements and the impact that they, me- they made. Uh, but looking at the other names, Rebecca Quinn, Andy Sullivan, Taylor Smith, uh, going down, Rose Lavelle, Mallory Hubanks, and I think that's it, right? So I think that's uh, on the on the main on the main roster. Those are the uh, the the players that were new to the spirit this year. Uh, Jordan, we'll start with you. Who were you impressed by? Who who caught your eye throughout the course of the season among those names? I think second half of the season, Taylor Smith. Yeah. Um, kind of once they ditched the idea of trying to play this traditional four-back and really making her and Didasco run heavy up and down the sides, play both sides of the ball. Um, I think that once they allowed her to get more into the attack and worry a little bit less about her defensive responsibilities, it really opened up what she can do for them. Um, you know, that that does leave a liability on the back end, but I think if they can find a solid center back to, to be back there and be strong in support of her, um, her ability to get forward and, and get into the attack will really help moving forward, especially when they're trying to get uh, the ball into the back of the net. Yeah. Jason? Um, Smith Smith is a good choice. Um so I'm going to have to – I probably would have chosen Smith if, if Jordan hadn't. But uh, for the sake of variety, um, I'll, I'll, I'll bring up Hatch again. I think that if you have the full complement of players with this team, if you have her as the center forward with Pew and Lavelle and whether it's Franny Ordega or several of the other forwards, you know, Shayna Matthews will be back next year um, – They've got a lot of options to play that that third op. You know, if they play four two three one like they did at the end of the season, um, I think Hatch is really a good option for that role. Um, and I think once she has real support and um, some real creativity, I, I haven't even mentioned uh, Benini playing possibly on the left as well. Um, that's that's a lot of players that she just you know there were games where it was just Hatch by herself up front. Uh, for such a long time, it was almost like she was like a, a member of some third team that had wandered onto the field um, rather than part of the unit. And it wasn't that she was doing something wrong. It's that no one was going forward to help her. So if you give her that support, I think you're going to see more of what got her the 2017 uh, Rookie of the Year um, with North Carolina. I think she's perfectly capable of doing that job, holding the ball up and bringing those other players in. Um it's just a matter of giving giving her the right pieces around her so, so that she can actually do that rather than having to come all the way back and um, effectively become another midfielder. So I'm I'm hopeful that the you know the the raw parts that are there are complemented a little better in 2019 and we start to see the best out of her. I think I think it's there though. Yeah. Uh, 
well, after playing after playing musical chairs uh, between recording platforms and possible sometimes having Jason, sometimes not having Jason, uh, failing on being able to get Jen in here, I think Jen just bailed. I think just like screw this, I'm not doing this crap anymore. Uh, so we hope to have Jen uh, on a future podcast, probably. Uh, Jordan, when we maybe do our, our draft preview, we'll definitely get Jen in here. She's definitely got a beat on uh, on college players, and uh, maybe by then we'll we'll uh, we'll have a little bit more know a little bit more about the Spirit organization. the the final The final question I have uh, for you guys is, uh, the only the only way I can the only topic that I could really think of that was that was uh, in need of dis- not in need of discussing because it's not like we beat the dead didn't beat the dead horse enough throughout the season but i think uh looking at the the big theme of the year right was the lack of goals the 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 lack of finishing um poor opportunities um if you are uh just just from your observations from the season in general um if someone if a if a coach came in here and asked you like hey like if you guys were just talking and they're like hey you see the spirit didn't score a lot of goals last last season what were you seeing from from your perspective uh what would you tell them on on where the spirit uh weren't connecting or weren't being able to finish jason um i I think a lot of it was a lack of consistent creativity a lack of support from the midfield in terms of extra runners to give people uh, options um once pew had got injured when she had that injury when she um collided with jane campbell um that was kind of it for the Spirit's uh, support from midfield for a long time. There were games where Taylor Smith ended up being and Taylor Smith and Caprice Didasco ended up being the two creative hubs for this team, and they were still playing fullback. Um, and it was because the mix of players that were getting starts, they just weren't capable of either capable of or or not able to um, get up and and be creative and and support Hatch and and. Um, make runs that were dangerous. I, I I found myself thinking earlier today that it was kind of confusing to me that um, we didn't see more of Joanna Loman, who maybe not yeah. the most creative player, but definitely someone who makes those runs and gets into goal scoring positions. Um, Havana Solon's knee injury came at the worst possible time um, because I think she would have gotten a run of starts that she really could have used. Um, so, you know, some of it was bad luck, obviously, when, Lavelle gets hurt and Benini is hurt or called up and Franny is hurt or called up and um, Salon gets hurt in the middle of all that. You just you find yourself in a situation where Sullivan is playing as the number 10. Um, there were games where, you know, Pew could only play 30 minutes and there, there was a game where she was subbed in and then um, the sub that came in for her. I, I'm now blanking on it because I didn't have my notes open, but um, they then had to sub that person off because they were also on a minutes limit, which kind of summed up the, the attack. Um, so yeah, I, I think a lot of it was just the inability to get out of their own defensive end and force other teams to do some defending. And so it just became, every game just became more and more of the other team building pressure, building pressure and eventually breaking through. And, you know, when the spirit conceded a goal this year, they tended to lose as a result. Yeah. Uh, Jordan, your thoughts. I think that um, a lot of it, obviously what Jason said, I agree with all of that, but I think as well, like they struggled to build up between their levels. So, you know, their defense was struggling to connect to their midfield and helping in both directions. 
and the midfielders and the forwards were disconnected. And so it seemed like they'd get a little string of possession and then they'd go to move it up a line and it would fail to, to really get going. And I think as well, they had a lot of the same players in midfield and then like two pure forwards. And I think that has a lot to do with some injuries and just kind of the way things fell. But um, it's very hard to put 11 players on the field when a good four to five of them are pretty much carbon copies of each other. Yeah. So in the offseason, um, I think it'll be interesting to see if they try and move players to get a little bit of a different look um, heading into next season. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I concur with all of that. Jordan Small, Jason Anderson, and uh, the absent Jennifer Gordon, thank you all for uh, for joining us here on Follow Your Spirits. Uh, I'm sure, Jordan, you and I will talk throughout the offseason as news comes out. Jason, you will be invited uh, as appropriate uh, with those, and maybe we can, maybe prior to the draft, we can get, we can get the get the band back together in a full foursome and uh, and do uh, do a full podcast again, like we were hoping to do today. With working technology, hopefully. With working <laughs> technology, absolutely. Jordan, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for having me, Jason. Thank you for your time. Anytime, guys. And we'll see you next. Uh, I almost said next week, but we're definitely not doing next week. We'll see you next time.